Hey everybody, this is a new series of episodes here at Keep Talking that I'm calling Sensitive Subjects. I wanted to do this because we live in a time where we are often afraid to speak our minds on certain issues, but I think it's important to do so. Now, in these episodes, I'll be expressing my opinion on the subject at hand, and my opinions don't necessarily reflect the opinion of Keep Talking as an organization. I'm not an expert on most of these subjects, but I am doing enough basic research before recording to have gained enough knowledge about the topic to have an opinion that I think is worth sharing. All right, I hope you enjoy. The world's oldest profession, or so they say. I debate that. <laughs> anyway, um, this episode I'm talking about prostitution, okay? And yes, there's those, uh, it, it's referred to as the world's oldest profession sometimes. And I was looking into that. I'm like, well, why, why is this, why is prostitution the world's oldest profession? Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I, I can't imagine that was the first thing that someone like did for money really like they didn't they didn't like decide hey i'm gonna like give you some of this food or these crops or whatever like the first thing they did was i'm gonna you know pay you for sex that was the first profession i mean i guess it makes sense that's how we procreate i don't know but i got to thinking about this like how did this actually come to be called the world's oldest profession and by the way this is not going to be that much of the episode but essentially apparently okay so here's the thing like the oldest record of prostitution apparently goes back to 2400 bc in ancient babylonia but then i'm like all right well that also isn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things depending on what you believe right if you believe the story of adam and eve or if you believe the you know big bang evolutionary theories if you believe in the second one then we've been around as humans for way, way, way longer than that, and there were certainly professions before 2400 BC. But anyway, and then the funny thing then, apparently this the the term was coined the old world's oldest profession by how do you, how the heck do you say his name by is it Rudyard Kipling? I I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not like a literary historian. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they say it's the world oldest oldest profession. Who knows if that's actually true? It is what it is. Uh, but so, prostitution. Obviously, it's a sensitive subject. And I will go on the record before I start and say that I've, um, you know, I've never paid for sex. I've never been engaged in prostitution, neither as a customer or as a <laughs> prostitute, because obviously male prostitution does exist as well. Um, I, I probably have gotten close accidentally, um, which I'll get into in a minute. But um, the, uh, the interesting thing about these topics, when I do these sensitive, sensitive subjects ones, like one of the reasons I enjoy doing this podcast, this podcast, um, even though I don't have the the time and you know the luxury with my schedule to be able to invite a lot of guests i would love to have more guests on the podcast but it just doesn't really work out that well with my schedule but even so even in doing these episodes by myself i do enjoy just getting to learn about interesting topics because i find that that's what ends up happening is like a topic like this where i don't really know that much about right um and i know you're probably thinking oh sure sean you act like you don't know a lot about prostitution like no i, I really don't okay um but it's it's an interesting learning experience you know just to research a little bit and like oh yeah why is this the way it is in the world because i'm someone who does like to learn about the world um there are a lot of topics out there that i just don't know that name much about so um Anyway, this one, uh, it's funny, and the reason I said that, like, I probably have gotten close to being engaged, you know, to paying for sex without even realizing it is, see, see, it all comes down to these dating apps, you know, and I'm, I'm back using dating apps right now, um, and a situation the other day kind of reminded me of this, I'm like, huh, is this girl 
Is, is this girl real? Am I getting catfished? Is she is she a prostitute? Like, what what's going on with this? I don't know. So you never know with these dating apps when you're going to get roped into something that you're like, whoa, I thought we were just trying to, you know, date each other and it was mutually <laughs> agreed upon. I didn't know what this was about. Um, but actually, okay, so like the first time I experienced this with dating apps was in um, when I was in Colombia. And I know we have a lot of listeners from Colombia, okay? But you can't deny it, especially nowadays. It's even worse now, like Parquelleras in Medellin. Oh, my God, the place is overrun with prostitutes. I'm sorry, it is. It was a decent place to hang out, I thought, back in 2017. When I went back in 2022, it's just like, oof, I don't know what happened. Um, but anyway, and so when I was in Colombia in 2017, I was on Tinder, right? I was looking to meet girls and like, and maybe like date. I actually did like go on a couple, you know, real legitimate dates with one girl. She was a nice girl. You know, we had a cool little, uh, you know, mini relationship when I was there in Colombia. But, um... But then, like, literally, like, half the women that I would meet or match with on uh, Tinder when I'm in Colombia, they ended up being escorts, right? Which is, you know, the word they use. It's one of the words for prostitute, but it's, you know, yeah, the way they operate in Medellin. And, like, half of them were escorts, and I didn't realize it at the time, you know? And then, like, the signs would become a little bit more obvious depending on the way they would message me and things like that. Um, one of them was really funny. I remember, like, it was, like, it's, like, a Saturday night, and me and my couple guy friends are, like, going to go to Parquilleras or whatever, and um, I'm, like, messaging this girl, like, not totally sure that she's an escort yet, but still just, like, kind of being an idiot and messaging back and forth. And then I remember, like, at one point, she, like, stopped messaging me, and it's, like, getting kind of late in the night. I'm, like, well, if we're going to hang out, we got to hang out. Like, we, we got to do it. It's getting too late. So I, like, messaged her back. She hadn't responded for, like, an hour or two. And then she gets back to me, like, two minutes later. She's, like, perdón, es que yo estaba viendo TV. I'm sorry. I was watching TV. And I'm, like, Really? What kind of escort are you? You're obviously not working that hard to try to drum up business here, are you? I was watching TV. What kind of excuses? I was watching TV. I was watching TV, so I couldn't answer your message. Come on, like I know I'm making, I know I'm making this sound like a, a stupid joke when I'm talking about a serious subject, but but come on, like you got get to work. Like, yeah, no, but and, and, and in the reality, you know, I wasn't going to pay her for sex. I didn't know what exactly was going on, but I do know now, looking back, that she was an escort and just yeah, be, being lazy, saying she's just watching TV. Um, but anyway, we never met or anything like that. But I just found that kind of funny because I feel like whatever you're doing in life, whether you're a prostitute or not. If your excuse for I didn't respond to your message because I was watching t- is, is, is because you were watching TV, that's a bad excuse. Like, I know you're sitting there with your phone right next to you when you watch TV. Okay. Anyway, now we could get, get in, we could debate, you know, when you should respond to people's messages and all that stuff, blah, 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 because I do advocate for not responding to messages all day long, every day, but whatever. This is just, this is just me complaining about the escort who I was never actually going to pay for sex about not getting back to me because I was craving attention at the time and she wasn't giving it to me, right? And some of you are probably thinking, Sean, like you're a good-looking gringo. Why were you messaging escorts in Colombia? And my answer to that is stop asking questions, okay? And just listen to the rest of the episode. Life's tough. Sometimes you just end up messaging escorts on Tinder. Okay, so um, I mean, okay, the big question, like when I look at a topic like this of you know, prostitution. It's just, it's like the why behind it all, you know, because I'm not someone, I'm not like a goody two shoes person, as we say here in the US. I'm not someone who's just like, oh, you know, that's wrong and it shouldn't be like that. It's like, well, no, there's a why behind everything in the world, 
you know. And of course, when you look into prostitution, I mean, the main why is because most women that get involved in it need money. And we could talk about, you know, there's obviously really horrible things involved with it as well, you know, whether it's, you know, sex trafficking, child prostitution, mistreatment of women, things like that. Um, you know, if you look at, like, how do I put this? I would say that I don't really have an issue with the profession itself um, if it's, you know, fully grown women who are not being forced into it, if that's the right way to put it. I mean, or who are making their own decisions to do it, and um, that's what they've deemed to be the best way to make a living. See, because I think that most women who, you know, who do prostitution as a way to make a living, as I understand it, are telling themselves, I'm going to do this until I have enough money that I don't need to do it anymore, right? Um, you know, and, and not even to get into all, because there's a whole bunch of different uh, little mini aspects of it here, but I guess kind of my, my major opinion on you know, women who engage in prostitution is, well, there is a need for it, which I'll, you know, we can get into the reasons, obviously, why there is a need for it in society in a minute. But um, there is a need for it, unfortunately, in an imperfect human world that we still live in. And, you know, if a woman looks at the world around her and says, this is, I think, the best way for me to make a living, I'm going to do it that way, knowing what the risks are, then in my opinion, that's, that's fair. You know, there's a lot of ways in which prostitution is is not fair. Um, some of the ones that I just cited, right? And now I know some of you are probably thinking, all right, well, Sean, you know, what if that was your daughter? What if that's your future daughter that's saying that? Then what are you going to think? And I suppose my answer to that question is, you, you know, you, you got me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you got me. I mean, if I have a daughter at some point and <laughs> she says, hey, daddy, daddy, I'm going to be a prostitute. I'm sure she wouldn't use those exact words, but um yeah, I mean, then we, <laughs> you got me, I'm speechless, that's all I have to say, um, so, I don't know, you call me a hypocrite, whatever you want to do, but anyway, let's keep rolling on with the podcast, um, so, okay, the, yeah, like I said, I think in those situations, if a woman wants to make that decision, that's, um, that's fair, as long as she's not being totally mistreated or having to do it against her will, you know, whatever, right? Now, I mean, the reasons why obviously are kind of interesting, and I'm talking mainly about prostitution, you know, of females being the prostitutes and men paying for sex, okay? And obviously there's a lot of ways this is arranged. Sometimes it's arranged directly, sometimes through a pimp, or do they call it a madam if it's a female pimp? I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, I'm talking mainly about the case of males paying for sex with females mainly since that's the most you know common right and i mean that there are many needs obviously there are a lot of us there's a lot of guys like us out here even the ones who you know you would think that that you know dating and finding women you know to to mate with so to speak i'm sorry that was a terrible word to use but maybe kind of stupid and funny um it's not as easy as it seems out in this modern society 2023 it's a tough time for a lot of us guys to to find the right girl. Um, and so, you know, many men for different reasons just say, screw it, I'm done trying to date. See, because if you, okay, here's a twisted way to look at it, and I'm sure a lot of guys already think this. Like, a lot of guys are probably thinking, all right, well, like, in a regular relationship, I'm paying for sex anyway. Like, that's what most guys probably think, that like, okay, it's not like they paid just to get the sex, but like, if you look at, especially at the beginning of a relationship between a man and a woman, it's like the man is usually paying for more things than the woman anyway, obviously. So like, you know, to get to the point of having sex, it's never free anyway, if that makes sense. 
here come all the feminists to attack me. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just being honest, okay? Like, that's that's the reality of the situation anyway. So some guys, this is not really the way I think, but some guys probably just think, all right, well, maybe I'll just pay the whatever amount of money it is to have sex right now. We can, you know, not have to deal with all the other bull crap that's involved. I'm going to have to pay anyway if I get into a, any real relationship and I'm having sex. Might as well just pay, make this quicker and easier, right? I'm sure that's a thought. And then there's obviously, you know, lots of men for whatever reason who just don't think they're ever going to get real sex without paying for it. Um, you know, a lot of reasons behind it, right? Um, but it, but it's it's simple. I mean, it's it's men who, for whatever reason either can't or don't want to, you know, try to get unpaid sex, you know, that, that both parties enjoy, and then women who are in economic need for the most part, right? This is this is why it exists, you know? And I think that it's interesting, too, just like the, the legality of it, because like some people would, I mean, obviously, you know, among the more religious people or just the more like goody two-shoes people would listen to this and be like, but it's so wrong and it's so bad. Well, yeah, okay, like I don't totally disagree with you, right? But the problem is it's like, where do you, uh, okay, like the world is the way it is. Societies are the way they are and there's good, bad, and ugly in all societies. And so, you know, what people want to say like, well, it shouldn't be like that. Well, it is like that. So what's your solution, right? I mean, and, and for me at this point in life, I tend not even to really think of things like, you know, big, uh, I don't know, like, like just big solutions to these problems, like global solutions. That was the way I thought like 15 years ago, like when I was going into college, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start studying international relations. That way I can solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> like, yeah, good luck with that, right? Like I'm one now who like looks more into, I don't know if you would call them like local solutions or just like solving one key aspect of a problem rather than like trying to take on the whole problem and I'm not saying I have a solution to even any aspect of the prostitution problem I'm just saying like okay if people want to complain about this you know and say it shouldn't be the way it is in society okay well it is the way it is so what are you going to do maybe locally or maybe to have like a small impact on it I don't know I don't really have a solution for that I'm just saying it is what it is the world is a very imperfect place and I think that that's kind of the attitude that I've adopted just about life in the world in general now you know it's like unfortunately a a lot of us and i think this is kind of just like a u.s problem as well is like we especially those of us who like grew up in like the 90s you know like my generation 90s early 2000s like things were good life seems easy we don't really have to work that hard for stuff and like you know whatever and we kind of get this impression that like oh human beings are just wonderful and amazing right and it's like well (laughs) um when times are good, yeah, we seem to be like that, but then COVID showed us, uh, you know, just how panicky and savage we all get fighting over toilet paper when the shit hits the fan, uh, pun intended. Um, but, uh, like, human beings, yeah, when times are going good, yay, we're great, but when times go bad, we all panic and we all, you know, attack each other and we just, we resort to violence and probably to cannibalism if you know wouldn't take that long to get to that either way you know i'm just being i'm just being real about this like at the end of the day we as human beings as individuals and as a species are wired to survive and we will do that at all costs we just happen to live in a world right now where like me and you all of you listeners you know we're still on the same team for the most part like we get along we're both trying to like you know uh continue procreating and do the best for the whole human race for our species right but like at the end of the day if like armageddon happened and it was like you know 
me and my family and you versus your family and that was the only way to survive is that we were going to have to kill each other well we're going to be going at each other with with spears and whatever like this is the way it is okay and that's why like if you look at some of the like where i'm at in life right now is you know i i just think there's a lot of like super moral i don't know i'll call it goody two-shoesness particularly in like in the u.s where i live People who say, well, oh, that's morally bad. Like, I would never do that. Like, even the topic, like, like of, um, you know, of killing animals, for example. You know, like, I speak on this podcast about how I'm getting into to hunting as a new venture in life for many reasons. And um, I think it's very important. I need to learn more about, about nature, for one. I need to learn where this food that I eat every day comes from. Be able to kill and hopefully produce my own food at some point. Because at the end of the day, like, you could be like, whoa, hunting, you know, that sounds kind of like mean you're killing animals like okay 90 some percent of us have been eating animals all day every day right i mean the reality of the world is with where we're at still as human beings for us to live something dies for us to live something else dies and we're in a great position as a species we're still the apex predator on this planet um but you know that may change at some point and we may be fighting for survival just as deer and every other animal species out there is at some point right so the the point of this whole rant and going off on that tangent was just that i still think people and particularly in the u.s where i live have this very like utopian vision of what we are as human beings and it's just a non-realistic vision of like oh well you know that's morally wrong or bad or it shouldn't be that well, well okay it is what it is for a reason and unless you have like an amazing solution shut up okay so prostitution same thing applies there's a need for it there's a benefit that's derived from it from some of the people who participate in it and yes there's a lot of negative aspects of it now that begs the question then of what about the legality right how do laws affect you know the the reality like how do does legalization or decriminalization of prostitution make it better for the women who are engaged in prostitution right does and you know this is not something i don't have the answers to this either right but i was i was you know kind of finding um you know it was interesting just kind of researching you know where you have countries where it is decriminalized you know in like netherlands parts of you know western europe so, i mean i guess i got confused because there are parts of south america and i think colombia is even one of them where it is like decriminalized but the girl still should have just answered my text rather than watching tv even if i was never going to actually pay her but then you have other countries like the u.s where it is basically i mean like you know i think the prohibitionism is the word that we use except in nevada I think just in Nevada, it's 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 legal. If I was reading that right, um, or is it just Las Vegas? I don't know. You get the point. But that that kind of makes me laugh, right? Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it's almost kind of like the weed debate, you know, with marijuana. It's like, okay, maybe would just legalization or decriminalization be the best thing to do? That way, there doesn't have to be such a big underground market for it, right? You know, should there be any you know big legal penal- penalties for this? I don't know, you know, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I think that, like I said, ultimately, like my stance on this is it, it's, it is the way it is for a reason. And then it just becomes a matter of like, how do we try to make it better for everyone involved in it? And that's probably going to happen with small scale solutions rather than big, large scale solutions. Because yeah, obviously there are, there's a lot of danger involved in it for, well, for all parties, but for particularly for the women, um, you know, there's the STD issue, the health issue, there's, 
you know, violence and, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously we're dealing with large sums of money sometimes and underground means of payment. The funny, you know, what I found was kind of like funny, but not funny, but I'll still call it funny is that like, you know, talked about now when I was reading, it's like, okay, yeah, obviously some women can make large, you know, sums of money. There's the wide range of, you know, what kind of money women would make with prostitution. And, um, like one of the funny things that I find though is you know how how virgin virgins can make a lot more right and just and this makes sense too just because of in certain societies in particular how valued a woman is seen to be if she is a virgin right but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like all right well she better make like a really hella good sum of money because she's only a virgin once <laughs> like I don't know like I'm sorry I'm I'm not supposed to be laughing at this but I'm laughing at it I'm sorry there's lots of people listening to this who are going to hate me but it is what it is um and I'm just trying to be real about this topic um it exists for certain reasons and it it sucks in certain situations um especially for a lot of women and and I mean yeah child prostitution sex trafficking I I don't even know. Um, yeah, it's horrible. I don't. I, I don't have solutions to that. Um, like I said, I do consider myself to be a very like open-minded person. Um, you know, with these topics and just just seeing them for what they are, being a bit more of a realist nowadays than my younger, you know, less realist self would have been. Um, you know, with that in mind, like, do I ever plan to like pay for sex, engage in prostitution? No, I mean, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like if the world was falling apart and I was like a, like a 95 year old man and like, I just hadn't gotten laid forever. And there was this girl who just like is a nice girl. And she's like, Hey Sean, like, just please pay me whatever money you have for sex. And I'd be like, Oh hell with it. I'm going to die soon. You seem like a nice girl. Let's do it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this episode probably is one of the few episodes that, that should get deleted. You know, I, I don't delete many episodes on this podcast, but I'm sure a few of the things that I've said in this episode will have, um, have triggered a few people, but, um, but yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. And like I said, my big stance on it though is, yeah, I mean, my big stance is that, um, it's, I think that if a woman is, you know, being treated fairly and she makes the choice to engage in this because she feels that that's the best way to make a living, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, and so happy to debate that if anyone wants to talk about it. I have no idea what the solution is for legalization or decriminalization. All right. Anyway, that is all we got for today.